everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was Or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week, this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is part two of our two-part interview with Jasmine Ivy, business coach. This is part two in the uh, business series that we're running. I hope you have enjoyed part one. If you haven't listened to part one and you're here, you need to go back and listen to part one before you listen to this. I'm curious for you, when you first, you know, you had this life-changing experience and you decided you wanted to do something, did fear set in right away? Because usually to me, that's when some people might have that realization and then they're like, I want to do something. And then when it gets down to like taking some of those first steps, that's when the massive, I can't do this comes in. Did you ever have that feeling of, I can't do this? Did I ever? I always do. I mean, even still, I mean, it's always there. You're never going to not have that. I mean, the truth is we've all bought, we bought women, we bought the lie that the, that empowerment looks like climbing their ladder. That's why the hell I thought I was doing great climbing in a freaking ladder where women were crying in the bathrooms. What? How did I not wake up from that? And yet we believe that. And all of that, like, of course, we've believed that our whole lives. We were told, hey, look, if you graduate high school, then you go to college and then you're going to get a perfect job and then you get married. Like we have a prescription. So when mm-hmm. you step off of that, you are everything in you is going to scream that you're doing it wrong. And all of us were taught to be good little girls and do what we're supposed to do. Because one, that's what earned us approval. And two, that's what kept us safe, man. Even if you're not in the world of woo, you have that sort of, they call it the witch wound, which is that women who speak up and do crazy stuff and change their lives and do, don't do what they're supposed to do, those women get in trouble. And we all knew that growing up. We all knew it. And so if you step out of that and you go out here and like my husband works for my company, y'all. Like if you go out here and you launch a company and you change your family's life and now your husband works for your company and you move with your children, which is another thing like I'm dealing with, oh, you don't do that, right? All these different things. Yeah. You're going to be really super scared because everything in life that you ever learned was that you're supposed to grow up 
and settle down and have kids and work for some somebody else and get a perfect paycheck. And that's the only safe way in life. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to do that. And it's going to keep you awake. That fear is going to keep you awake. I also think too, I mean, I love that you bring up safe um, because the, the more passionate I've become about this with, it's almost like each day, you know, my, my passion just grows and compounds to get women to see like a, you have something to offer. You have passions, you have dreams, you have something that's driving you. You're just holding it back and and convincing yourself. I couldn't do that. I'm not a blogger. I've never had a website before. I've never done this. And yet I see women coming out of their shells and making changes all the time. And it's the most extraordinary thing, but so many of them stay in the safe and they stay because they think it's predictable and it's, and it's so not, um, I, I sometimes try to, I can get off on too much of a tangent of, of, you know, and this is probably the masculine energy in me is, is convincing people too much about like, Hey, what you're doing, staying in the safe zone, it's not really safe. Like just staying in a job because you get your benefits paid for. Is that really like, why not make a lot more money so you can just pay for your own benefits? I just, Mm -hmm. I've never understood some of these things that keep women thinking so small and if you really look around, I mean, just, just me connecting with you, Jasmine, and pulling up your website and looking at what you do, and it's so unique. And every day I discover another woman, whether it's in the dietitian field or the fitness field or uh, crystals and healing with crystals or, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of studying about the Ayurveda lifestyle mm-hmm. and, yeah. and those practices. And it's such an amazing time because there are like 7,000, I'm just using a number, dietitians out there with different programs about health and food and different approaches to eating. And they're all pursuing their passion and they're doing it. And they're not a household name, but they don't need to be. They don't need to be Lady Gaga to be a successful businesswoman. They're just doing what they really love because they found how they can really help people. And they figured out the business stuff along the way. And it doesn't mean they figured it out all at the same time, but they're doing it. And I, let me ask you that question. Do you work with a lot of women who are maybe just starting in their journey and they think like they're not unique enough to, to start a business? Like they think that there's only X amount of slots of opportunity and that those are filled. And so, well, nobody wants to hear me. Nobody wants to, you know, hear about my cooking um, ideas because there's all these food blogs out there. So why should I start? Do you see a lot of that? 100% all of them. <laughs> yes. I mean, here's where that idea comes from. Um, I want to put it a little bit into perspective because when we understand why we think it, it can help us disengage from it. Yes. And we think it because, okay, so I talked earlier about masculine energy as segmentation and feminine as amplification. Here's the other piece of it. Masculine energy is very individualistic. And feminine energy is connective community. So because our whole world, not just business world, is has been built by and for masculinity, masculinity and masculine energy, then we look at like we look at like the product that we're creating, or we look at like we look at various aspects of what we're creating as that's the asset. And we don't realize that when we're in a space of connection, 
that it is actually us. So when someone buys, let's say you make, I don't know, jewelry, let's just go with something like that, a physical product. It is not the uniqueness of the thing that you create. It's you. So mm -hmm. in the feminine, we, we come to understand that what we're actually buying is we're buying the energy of the other person, right? They're buying into you. And there is no one on the entire earth that is like you, that has the, the collection of experiences that you have, that has the energy you have, that has the insight, the intuition, the knowledge, right? The wisdom, the compassion. There's no one like you. And so it doesn't matter if you are like, you know what? I want to be a life coach, but there's like a gazillion life coaches. There's nobody like you and yeah. your people. You might say something like there's nothing new under the sun, y'all. It's not like Kelly and I are sitting here saying things that no one has ever said before, but your ear is attuned to hear it the way Kelly says it. Or if you're my people, your ear is attuned to hear it the way I say it. And it's because of my unique experiences and hers and our unique energies that allow you to hear something that you might've seen or heard or read a million times before, but you hear it when we say it. And so if you don't say or do or make or produce whatever it is, there are people out there who won't be served. So it is actually selfish to play small when you have a big mission in your heart. That's so true. And I mean, so many of these things I'm bringing up um, either because it was me that held myself mm -hmm. back. You know, yeah. I, I, I think we all, I think that definitely is a universal for sure more Mm -hmm. a characteristic of women. We have the imposter syndrome. We think, what, who am I? Who am yeah. I to do this? Totally. Um, how can I start my podcast and get up to, you know, I, we, this is, let me ask you this. Okay. This is something I've become aware of in my own self. And I think it's universal in so many women. Um, so many things we see that we want to do because of our fear, I mean, we don't realize it, but because of our fear, we're going to find all the reasons why it can't go right mm -hmm. as opposed to, and I, I actually recorded a podcast about this. I said, everything you, you need to be successful in business, you learned when you ride when you learned how to ride a bike as a kid. Because to me, when we're a kid and we're learning how to ride a bike, we look at it like, I've never gotten on a bike but mm -hmm. I don't like our, our kid mind doesn't talk this way, but we're like, I don't give a shit. Show me how to ride the damn bike right. and you're going to get on it and you're going to have mommy and daddy help you and whatever. And you're going to fall down a million times and it's going to hurt. But you're like, I'm going to ride the bike where yeah. what, what happens to us as adults where we're like, I want to start a podcast. And then immediately we're like, well, how am I ever going to get to half a million downloads? How am I ever going to figure out how to produce it? How am I ever going to find money to do? And, and then we don't even investigate. What, what do you, what do you see when, with all the women that you've worked with in women of woo in your community, how do you get them past the step where they're convincing themselves all the reasons why it can go wrong to starting to take the steps of like, Hey, you're not going to be a success out of the box, but you got to get started. And you, you can do this because millions of other women have done it. Right. I mean, I think this comes from understanding that like it's an entire paradigm shift, honestly. I mean, I love the bicycle example. I think you can even take that to walking. So for those of you who, who, who don't know me, I have a one-year-old. And so walking is really familiar, right? Kids come <laughs> into this, they come into this life 
being the purest example of what we actually are, which is we're very confident in our ability to learn things. We haven't yet been introduced to the idea that there can be um, a possibility that isn't realized. Children come into the world like that. So like, it is hard as hell to learn how to walk. If you've ever watched, you know, your, your children or nieces or nephews or whatever, right? And they fall down a million times and they are scared sometimes. Some of these kids especially have that, they're just made up that way, right? But like, there's never a point where they're like, you know what? Walking just might not be for me. Like that's, and that's what a lot of women do with business. They're like, oh, that launch failed. You know what? Business just might not be for me. The truth is we know this. It's easy to look at walking. If they keep trying, they will do it. And they all keep trying because duh, that's how this works. And that's the truth for you. And I think it's realizing that we look for proof either to, we, wherever we look for proof, whatever we're looking for proof for is going to support whatever outcome we want. So if you are looking around for the proof of why something won't work, then it will not work. If you are looking around for proof of why it will, then it will. And that's mm. what children do. So the reason that children know that they're going to walk is everybody around them walks. So if you find that it's really easy to find proof that it won't work, take a look around. If every single person is miserable in their jobs and every single person is like you, you punch your card until you die and that's life, then it's no surprise that you feel like it won't work. You probably need to upgrade the people that you're around. And that doesn't mean that you like, you know, divorce your, your husband, run away, like, like, but like mm -hmm. get you yourself a new community of people who think in terms of possibility and success. And so that's part of it is that what are you surrounding yourself by? What are you reading? I mean, you're listening to Kelly O's show. I mean, that's a big deal you know, and <laughs> continue to look, right? Continue to look beyond that because you need more, you need daily reminders, you know, binge, binge this podcast, but then also go out. There are so many, so many women, so many incredible books out there. Um, I interviewed Denise Duffield Thomas, who writes uh, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. That, that I book. love her. She was on my show. And that's um, awesome. Yeah. And she, one of her things that she says, not in that book, but in her newer book, Chillpreneur, she says, um, be a contributor, not a guru. That's all you got to be y'all a contributor. You don't have to be a guru. You don't have to be the perfect expert. It was the, the overly masculine energy in the education system that said, we have to know everything possible for us to be qualified to do something. No, you don't. That completely discounts your internal wisdom, your internal guidance system, compassion, all these other things that you have that the world needs. Mm, so true. And you know, that's a really great point because, okay, I, my second question I'm going to write is about money, but you just made a really good point because we, you know, it kind of goes back to that thing where women won't apply for jobs on LinkedIn or whatever, Ugh. if they read the descriptions. And I was guilty of this oh, kills even, me. Yes. because we're like, oh, I don't have all of these qualifications where a guy will have none of them or maybe, you know, one. Oh, they don't even think about it. Oh yeah. yeah. No, and they're they like, don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll take it. Absolutely. So 
it, it, it really, and, and you think about, I remember um, when I was first experiencing what I now know to be hormonal issues and my body was changing and, 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 you know, my temperature was changing all these things. And I was searching online. I, I started on Amazon looking for books about hormones, hypothyroidism. And I was really surprised. Now this was years ago. There's a lot more now. There just weren't a lot of mainstream publications like books. There, there really were not a lot of books on these topics. And so I found myself doing a lot more Googling, like how do I understand hypothyroidism? How does this, what does low cortisol mean? This, that, and the other. And the only people I found that had experience in this were real, real women like you and me who had a blog or a website and they, they're like, you know what? I've been down this road. I've done the research and I've put together a resource and it's 47 bucks. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She wasn't a doc- MBA. She wasn't a doctorate. She didn't have her PhD. She didn't have any super credentials. Like I'm a doctor. This is what I wrote. It was like, she's somebody and I've, I've developed enough of a relationship with her reading her blog. I, I want that information. And, and right. we, we buy because we trust somebody because someone's just like us. Much more so, I think, sometimes than somebody who might have um, a glossy brochure and everything is perfect and, and whatnot. I think about half the people I've learned from and bought courses from because I discovered them on YouTube. And they just have a YouTube video and some of it is really professionally produced and some of it's not. But that just goes back to this idea that you don't have to be perfect to be influential and to make an impact in someone's lives. Some of these people, now I don't know if it's necessarily Denise, there have been times I've bought books by somebody and there's typos in them. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It me not take everything that they've done. And, and it's still as impactful for me. It's still, I'm not going to go, Oh my God, you know, she doesn't have the right publisher. There's a typo on this page. Like shit happens. She's still making an impact on my life. And Mm -hmm. too many women are going to let themselves get hung up on that. You, I mean, that is a brilliant quote, be a contributor, not a guru. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, the question that I was going to ask you, because a lot of what I see on your website is, and, and this is obviously what I love, and women that have been tuning into my show know I'm passionate about this, is I want women to be financially strong and financially independent. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean like you've all got to leave your man if you're married right. or have a significant other. However, I absolutely have been burned myself and have seen too many women get burned financially in relationships because they... They did the old-fashioned thing. Oh, I'm just going to let him, him him handle all the money. Yeah. And so I want financial strength and independence from that sense. But I also want women to get more comfortable aspiring to be wealthy. There's nothing wrong with wanting to, you know, say, I'm going to have a business and I want to be wildly successful because I want to retire my husband. Or in your case, yeah. I want my husband to work for this business and we want to have the lifestyle we want. Why do you think that's such a stretch for women with money? Mm-hmm. For a lot of I mean, women, I mean. You, you have to look at why. Okay, so we've been taught that women are not supposed to talk about money. We think that people have been taught that we're not supposed to talk about money, but y'all men talk about money all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's not people, it's women. And then you have to really think about why is it that we would have been taught not to talk about money? And then you find out years, years, years later, right? All of us grew up learning not to talk about money. And then somehow some woman stumbles upon the fact that she's in a position next to someone who makes, you know, $30,000 more than she does. 
well, who does it benefit that women don't talk about money? And like, yeah. again, I'm not a man hater. I freaking love my husband. I'm raising a little tiny man. I love men, <laughs> right? They are, they're growing up in a system too, then they don't necessarily know all the time that this is skewed toward them, right? They're not, they don't know that, but it is. The system is rigged in their favor in every way. That is the problem with things like the whole entire, the whole business industry, all of employment is skewed in, in, in the benefit of men because it was built for them and by them. And so the reason that we, that we don't like to talk about money really started with this basically being indoctrinated to not talk about it so that we wouldn't find out that we make so much less than they do. So there's an, there, there is a very, very specific reason why this happened. And breaking out of that is, is not about flashy. It's not about showing people, oh my gosh, look how much money I make. It's about freeing yourself. People get so jazzed up when I talk about, you know, how much money I've made that I've had a $50,000 cash month. Um, people get really excited, right? They think that coaches mm -hmm. make nothing. They think that, you know, a lot of times women will come to join my mastermind or whatever, and their husbands will straight up say that they think that it's a lie, that we're not making money out here. And, and so like, the thing is, more women have to talk about money. So y'all could know, there's a lot of money to be made out here. And the online coaching game is ours for the taking. <laughs> like it is, it is a women's domain. We are great at social media because we're great at connecting and community. And so knowing that, like the more you talk about money or even just listen to other people who talk about it, the more comfortable you're going to become with it. And when it makes you uncomfortable, notice why make yourself look at why it feels weird. Mm. Okay. I have a good question to wrap up because, and we've got to have you back on the show. <laughs> I know we could just keep going, man. But the truth is like, I've realized as, as I've, I have big plans for my show this year. I want to take it on the road. I want to be doing more video, but I really do want to have, and, and I had, I envisioned this way back when I was starting it as Fitfluential Radio. I wanted it to be like the Food Network podcast of, of fitness, health, and wellness, but now mm -hmm. I've, I've shifted and it's a lot more business oriented and, and, you know, lifestyle oriented, same thing. I want, I want people like you that are amazing, who are really just everything you do is needs to be heard and seen by my community because this is what I, I want them to do. I want them to step out of, of playing small. I want them to step out of their comfort zone. I want them to pursue their passions and become financially um, independent and, and wealthy and, and be strong in that. So yeah. I definitely want to have you back on the show because I think we can, we can kind of build a series and, and yeah, everybody, everything you just said, like having women understand about the coaching space instead mm -hmm. of talking themselves out of, well, nobody's going to want to hear from me. Exactly. I, I hear that a lot with, with women, but it makes me um, think that there's, there's two things. So when women are typically coming to you, like if you, excuse me, if you were speaking um, at an event and you had two or three women come up to you afterwards and they're talking to you and they're saying, you know, Hey, I started this business, this coaching business. I started a, a blog and it, you know, I've got a fitness program and they're all talking to you about a business and they've started it and they're just barely kind of breaking even, right? They're making a couple thousand, maybe a thousand bucks a month. And they're like, I don't know what's wrong. Um, what to me, I see what tends to be two common traits in women who aren't 
like seeing the ROI from their efforts is it's two, they don't, they're not aiming high enough from a money perspective, but they don't seem to be kind of loud and proud. You said that phrase earlier, like loud and proud with, with their ambition. Like they're play, they're aiming small, they're playing small, they're apologizing for what they're doing. They're not really going for it. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I want to say to people like, if you want to be successful, don't apologize for it. Like tell the world, this is what you're doing. You've got to go out there and you've got to go out there and, and go for it and get your business and be unapologetic. And so many women are apologetic and then they get embarrassed and they make assumptions about other people and what they're thinking. What do you see if you had three women coming up to you saying, I've started, but I'm not making any money. No one's coming to me. No one's hiring me. What do you see as the common things that are holding women back when they're not doing really well after they've started a business? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the first thing I was going to say is exactly what you just said, which is if you're not making money in your business, you, there is a, there's a reason like you're afraid of it. You don't want people to see you're trying to fit in. Look, men never try to fit in. They come into a new, they come into a space, they look around what everybody else is doing and they're like, screw this. I'm going to do it completely different. And, and I benefited a lot from being in Silicon Valley for that fact. Literally, when you when they go to build a startup, they look around and say, what's the industry doing? Cool, we're going to do the opposite. And so there's that. For example, when I came into the coaching industry, everybody was doing, they were trying to get these their sales calls down to like 15 or 20 minutes. They didn't want to give anybody time. They were like, I want to find out if this person's going to give me their money and then I'm going to leave. And I was like, cool. So I came in and I did two-hour sales calls. And people were literally lined up to, to get on my calendar because they were like, Oh my God, I get all this time with this person with all this knowledge. This is amazing. And almost every single person says no on a sales call. That's how this works. If you're a coach listening to this and you get lots of no's cool. Good job. <laughs> Ultimately they will all turn to yeses if you're in the game for the right reasons. So 99% of every sales call I do ends in money for two reasons. One, I'm great at what I do. I am the best at what I do and I know it and I will tell you about it all day long. But number two, I make offers. If you don't make the money you want to make, are you selling every single day? (laughs) That's what it takes. Like, thank you for saying that so much. (laughs) That's really what it is. Like you have to, and, and it goes with the first, right? Because if you're not proud as hell, if you, if you aren't like, you know what? I don't have to be the best person in the whole world at everything, but I'm really freaking good at this. If you can't say that and then be like, do you want to buy? Then we have a problem. And that, that problem isn't that, you know, the problem isn't that you're broken or any of those things. It's that you bought a lie that said you're supposed to be a good little girl and be quiet. Mm. We need you to stand on the rooftops and we need you to tell us why you're great. And the way that you just said that, like, I know I'm going to come back to this podcast and just listen to it. That's the example right there of what I want women to see, which is when you claim what you know about yourself and you say, you know, because ladies, when you heard her say, I know I'm amazing at what I do. And I'll tell you that all day that might for the the first, I do think that when women first are around other confident women, they'll hear something like you say that and go, wow, like I could mm-hmm. never, I couldn't mm-hmm. say that. That's isn't, they, they'll think it's cocky. 
but that's only because they've only, they haven't been around enough people. But then when you are around more strong, bold, confident, powerful women who help and support other women, which now that's a beautiful thing because the vast majority of women I see are in that, like, I want to see other women do that. There's no limit to success. We can all be successful. That's right. That is the, that's what you want. You want to go to a plastic surgeon who says, you know what? I am going to make you the most beautiful person you've ever been. You don't want to go to a plastic surgeon who you're going to hand over $10,000 to and go, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm okay. It's like those AT&T commercials, right? (laughs) Or I'm not so sure, or maybe, I don't know. You know, there's, there's another piece of this, by the way, I hope all of you do go to my website and look at me. I am not a size two. I am not five, nine, and I don't look like Barbie. And I'm really cool with what I look like. This is not an apology, but I want you to know that there's a whole hell of a lot of women out there not doing a thing because they still want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. Look, Look, I look, we could do a whole damn podcast on this. I have battled my weight my whole damn life. And if I was going to wait until I felt thin enough, because I never felt thin enough, did not matter. I lost 200 pounds and still didn't feel thin enough. So there will never be a time if you play that game that you're going to feel thin enough or pretty enough or whatever the hell it is. You have to play scared. You have to do it right now. And the confidence comes from doing the thing. You will never, ever experience confidence if you wait for it to show up at your door, ever. So go look at my website. I don't care if you have to look at it and be like, hey, I'm skinnier than her, so I can do it. I don't care. Whatever you have to tell yourself, I'm fine with that. But understand that there are women out here who weigh more than you, who don't look as good as you may be, who don't have the degree that you have, whatever the hell it is you're telling yourself that you need before you do the thing. There are women out here doing it and making really good money doing it. God, I just fell in love with you. You should know. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. I mean, the, the, these last, this is the perfect thing to close on. And we will absolutely like do deeper dives on some of these because I think we just set up we, we gave a really good, like broad foundation here, but we set up to get into some deeper dives because, you know, at the end you said, we were talking about, you know, again, what do you see as when women are, they're starting. So there's a lot of people listening who, you know, I've started a blog. I'm not getting traffic. I, I put an ebook out. Nobody's buying it. Um, I joined a network marketing company. I'm just, I'm not, I'm barely breaking by. I've got, you know, 200 bucks that I made last month. Like what's wrong with me? What am I not doing? Number one, stop trying to fit in. Um, stop playing small. Number two, I love that you said, I almost, I mean, I was aroused when you said it, you said, make offers. You've got to sell. Like the, whenever I hear people online going, Oh, well, I don't want to do this, but I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to sell. I want to sell without being salesy. Like newsflash. If you want to make money, you're doing a transaction. Ultimately you're selling people. We are sold every single day. Get over it. There's a dirty way to do it and a great way to do it. And really the great way to do it is being confident and serving people. If you're serving people, you're bringing value. You make an, make the offer. I love that you said that. I mean, that's, you know who else I interviewed on the show? I don't know if you've heard of this lady, because um, you maybe you should have her on your show, Lenka Lutanska. She has a whole um, book out on, I'm trying to think of the name of the, but I think she also talks about energetic selling. And mm. she was saying the same thing, like women don't make offers. 
We start building relationships. We start telling people like we kind of skirt around like, here's what I do. I'm passionate Mm -hmm. about nutrition or food. But then when it comes down to, you know what, I've got an amazing cookbook of paleo recipes and I put 700 of them them together and it's available for $99.95. We don't do that. We just want people to come and find it. So I love that you said that. And then the last thing you said, which was brilliant, confidence comes from doing the thing. I see too many women waiting to get motivated, waiting to be confident, waiting to believe in themselves. It's not going to happen until you just do the thing. And that's that's your practice. Am I right? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Tell people where they can find you online, because I know a lot of women are going to want to be looking into your mastermind, joining your community. Tell Mm -hmm. us about your podcast and I'll link all this up in the show notes. And then I'll follow up with you because we got to talk after this and we got to have you back. So everything is under women of woo, women with an E, women of woo. And um, you, Instagram is really my jam. So that's where I hang out a lot. So you can find me at women of woo there. And my mastermind you'll find at womenofwoo.com forward slash mastermind. So I made it very easy for you. You can also message me on Facebook. I'm Jasmine Ivy. Yeah. So basically you should come hang out with me on Instagram one, because I do a lot of teaching about feminine energy in terms of what it actually is so that we can understand it. The key to shifting a mindset here around what you, what you can do in the world comes from understanding why you are thinking the way that you think right now, like with money or any of the things when it comes to women, look, women of wealth and influence do really good shit with money. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And so we need you to get out there and basically become rich because that's, that's if you have no money, if you can't do anything, then you're not going to make the influence that you want to make. Right. So we need all the, we need women like you to get out here and do it and do it big. So if you want to come hang out in my mastermind, that's kind of what we do. We become six figure or multi six figure entrepreneurs. So God, come find it. me. Yes. I think everybody will be. And I'm so, so glad. I'm so grateful that Carla connected us because I know you're going to help me in, in my life and my business. I've learned a lot on this show. Um, and again, I want to connect with you offline for sure. So we will link up to everything in the show notes. Jasmine, thank you so much. Um, I will be stalking you after this so that we can connect and you know, talk about some next steps uh, for me and for my business. I think you're a superstar and everybody needs to be tuning into you and learning from you and diving into your mastermind and listening to your podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you have any questions, obviously for Jasmine, connect with her on her platforms. If you have questions for us, Uh, for the show. You can use the contact me form at kellyalexa.com. You can use that same contact me form. You know the drill. If you're interested in uh, advertising spots on the show, or if you'd like to nominate somebody that we interview on the show coming up. Jasmine, thank you so much. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time on The Kelly O Show. Thanks everybody for tuning in. This marks the end of part two of this two-part interview with Jasmine Ivy. Everything we talked about will be linked up in the show notes at thekellyoshow.com. If you have any questions, obviously for Jasmine, we encourage you to connect with her directly at her website, womenofwoo.com. I just love saying that name. If you have questions for me, If you would like to contact me about advertising spots on this show in the future, if you would like to contact me about nominating somebody that we interview on the show in the future, please use the contact me form on kellyalexa.com. That's the fastest way to get to me and my team. You can also use that if you just have questions 
um, that you'd like us to cover on the show. You know, if you've heard us mention certain things here or there, whether it's in the business series, the travel series, if it's on fitness, health, and wellness, if it's on anything specific, like, hey, you mentioned this with this guest, we'd really love to hear you talk more about this, or hey, this is where I'm frustrated. That's why I'm doing this show, you guys. I'm doing this show to impact your life. So if there's something that I can elaborate on or get more guests or experts on the show on, if it's about the beauty stuff, the beauty series, make sure you use that contact me form. Um, That's how I can serve you better. Um, In the meantime, if you are enjoying the show and getting value from it, I would so love it if you would share this on social media. So many of you are starting to do that. I can't tell you, number one, how much it means to me, and number two, how it helps this show grow. And that is a goal of mine. I'm putting a lot of work and effort into this show. I'm going to bring you so much amazing stuff coming forward. So it really means a lot when you share this on social media, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. If you tag us, I will retweet it, regram it, re-Facebook it, you name it. And then lastly, if you get a chance to give us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, that helps the show get seen and heard by more people as well. I so appreciate it, you guys. You mean the world to me, your private messages, and when you share that this show is helping you, I can't tell you how I get all the feels. I just love it. So thank you so much for making, helping me know that I'm doing a good job here because I'm doing it for you. So thanks so much. We'll see you next time on the Kelly O Show.